Undeserved is, is God's presence. Praise the name of the Lord. So as as we wait on God and and pray, we should just open our hearts up to the Lord and let Him do what He wants to do. Is that okay? So and as we wait on God and and, and pray and and get further into this season, something that happens and, and intensifies is, is the miraculous. Now, the miraculous is possible to go through this season and not experience the miraculous. If, if you are not expecting God to um, touch you or to reach you or to or to manifest in your life. Sometimes it doesn't mean it's not there, but for God to be present is one thing. For us to experience God is another thing entirely. And many times, it is that consciousness and appetite and expectation that makes the difference. So, God can be in a place like Jacob said. So, God was in this place, and I knew it not. So God can be in a place, and we have no clue. And one of the things that heighten um, spiritual expectation is knowledge. So we are going to be looking at the miraculous for the next two um, tribe sessions before the God is against service, to examine it from different angles, destroy every misconception, so that our hearts are prepped and open to the move of God in our lives, individually and corporately. Praise the name of the Lord. So this is part one of the miraculous. Do we all have the outline? Yes. Okay, so... Um, Tribe is a teaching session, so you notice that the outlines are filling the blanks, and we deliberately left out some spaces because you will need to take some notes that are not in these notes as we go on. So it's yours, so be free to write anywhere with any kind of handwriting. You know, some people, <laughs> when the handwriting is like, it's like mine, you know, it's like it's a chicken scribbling, <laughs> you know. As they say, and even a book cannot read it. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So the, the open segment of um, the teaching, today's teaching, reads thus. Some theologians argue that miracles cease after the early church. You know, and it's amazing. They've written, I, I was reading 
articles. They've written volumes of books just to show that there is, there is no more miracles in our time. And to prove and posit that miracles ended with the early church. Then some scientists argue that a miracle is nothing more than a natural law yet to be discovered. So, uh, so some scientists argue that when you see a miracle, it's just a natural law that has not been discovered. Yet, another school of thought says to us that coincidence is a miracle where God chooses to remain anonymous. That there are no coincidences that when you see a coincidence, it's a miracle, God just chooses to be anonymous. Now let's tear these three thoughts apart. The first one, theologians saying miracles ceased when the early church ended. The, at, at the era of the early church. Only existed at the era of the early church. There's one thing that um, kind of just shatters that. And that is individual experiences today. You know, just like the blind man that was told that, oh, don't worry, that guy is a sinner. Just give glory to God. You know, <laughs> and that says, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. I may not know the theology behind what he did. But one thing I know, whereas I was blind, now I can, I can see. So, have you ever seen a miracle occur? Have you ever seen one in your life? Or maybe, I mean, if someone's like, who wants to go? Have we ever seen a miracle occur? One of the things that shatters all these big, big grammar and theories that miracles stopped with the early church is, is testimonies of people where God has done a clear miracle today. And it continues to do. Anybody wants to go? I've seen or I've experienced a miracle. There's a hand at the back. There's one right there. So give. Oh, many people have seen miracles. So maybe we should just leave the theologians and go on. Okay, let's have that. Let's have that. Um, just give them the mic. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I've not seen a miracle. I am a miracle. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> at the age of 12, um, I got paralyzed on the two legs. Wow. And um, my mom took me to all the crusades ever that Obadari had. Wow. And um, we were going every month, and it was difficult to see him. Right. And at a certain day when we went, um, we saw one of the pastors, and he asked me, do you believe? Oh. I was a very young boy. Wow. And because I was in pain, I said, yes, I believe. Wow. And he looked at me and he said, yes, Obadari is busy, but... If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Amen. And he told me, in the name of Jesus, kneel. And I knelt down, and I walked back home. Wow. 
<laughs> it took time. I, I used crutches for a while because my legs now need to learn how to walk again. And um, the rest is history. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, there's a song that is bubbling up in my heart that my grandmother used to sing. <laughs> so it means that the song is Yoruba. Some of you, we have to interpret it. Is that okay? Okay. <laughs> it's only a mad, a, a crazy guy that will say there's no God. And I have a lot of friends like that. They are crazy. <laughs> I mean it in no disrespectful way. But they really are crazy. Then you will sit in a theological gathering and argue from morning till night that there's no God. There are no miracles. Meanwhile, can somebody ever convince you that there's no God? There are no miracles. Miracles stopped in the... Why do we excuse our... our incompetence, our lack of power. Why do we build theories around our lack of power in the church? Why do we build theories around our ignorance? If you, have an, if you are ignorant, what I've noticed in the church is that if, if, if people are ignorant in certain areas, they build theories around it. You are ignorant about prosperity, you build theories around it. You are ignorant about healing, you build theories around it to justify your ignorance. Why not humble yourself and learn? Praise the name of the Lord. Absolutely. I mean, need we take any other? <laughs> For all the theologians that believe that there's no miracle stopped in the early church, uh, so let's, I think that's strong enough. <laughs> I know there are a lot of hands, there are a lot of opportunities to contribute to that. So a class, I mean, you, you don't understand the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You don't understand how people can move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and, and, and speaking in tongues. Then you build a theory around it. Why not humble your heart and open your heart to God for your own experience? And that's what this series is all about. Opening our hearts to the supernatural. Hallelujah. Whoa. It never gets old, you know. You know, I've had, every time I hear testimonies about God's goodness, it's like, it's like I'm hearing it for the first time in my life. It never gets old. That a God that sits in the heavens will be mindful and interfere with the affairs of men for their own good. Isn't that a good God? The good God we serve. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. <clears throat> Another school of thought that says that a miracle is nothing but a natural law <laughs> not discovered. That is I'm even surprised scientists can think like this because it just doesn't make sense. Okay, what natural law that is yet to be discovered 
that made a young boy that was crippled on both legs to walk. Supernatural. Face it. It's supernatural. It's beyond our brains. It requires, it doesn't, you can't access it by reasoning. You can only access it by faith. As we're going to see. That realm, reasoning doesn't enter it. It is faith. He asked him, do you believe? This is the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It's only faith. This same Jesus that was conceived by a virgin. How can a virgin get pregnant? Does that make sense to the scientific mind? Other schools of thought says coincidence is a miracle where God chooses to be anonymous. You know, coincidence is not, they say there's no coincidence. There are coincidences. Some things are just pure coincidences. Go, pure coincidence. Pure coincidence. You say, oh, uh, yeah. if he's my husband, let him wear green to church. The guy just wore green to church. It's a coincidence. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so there's no coincidence God has spoken no, that's not God <laughs> it's just a coincidence <laughs> if, you say, if, if, if it's my wife if she's my wife uh, uh, let her uh, wear a bow <laughs> and she just feels like wearing a bow that day it's just a coincidence now, listen, obviously God confirms things, don't get me wrong like um, Isaac's wife and all that stuff. But you can't build your life assuming every coincidence is God. A whole lot of coincidences that we call God has nothing to do with God. Nothing. It's just a coincidence. You know, some guy opened the Bible and, and says that God speaks to me, God speaks to me, and he says that every let it be a coincidence that the first passage he opens is God. He opens the passage and he read, and Judas hung himself. Sing it. <laughs> I said, no, that is not. <laughs> that is a coincidence. What a coincidence. So, the next one, let it be coincidental that that is what God is saying. And he opened it and he says, go and do likewise. <laughs> that was the end of his Bible study. <laughs> you, you cannot, how come he didn't follow that? He didn't follow it. He closed his Bible, went to work. <laughs> why, 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 why? Why? Okay, maybe God is trying to teach you. Maybe it's a coincidence after all. But my point is this. Some things are just coincidences. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, so let's dive into it. God created the universe and runs it with a number of established systems, principles, and orders. God created the universe and runs it with a number of established systems. Now, this is so powerful. You should understand how God works. 
God created the universe. The God of creation. Let there be light. Boom. There was light. Let the firmament bring forth. Boom. It happened. Let the waters gather in one place. Boom. It happens. Let those were miraculous acts. Now, God does not run the universe by miracles as we know it. God created the universe. We will call it a miracle, right? But God put systems in place so that this universe will auto-run. So sometimes when these systems have a problem, God needs to now intervene and do a miracle to correct that systemic problem and set it back on course. Or God can choose to do a miracle to upset a systemic thing he has put in place. Like Joshua saying to the son, stand still. And his son stood still. Until date, I mean, it's confirmed that, you know, this and that and this and that, that son must have stood still at the time of Joshua. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, from, from, from that, we can see that there are two types of miracles. We have the systemic, if you're writing, you should be writing, the systemic miracles. And the invasive miracles. So the first space there, you put systemic. And the second space, you put invasive miracles. God does invasive miracles, but God doesn't keep doing invasive miracles. God does invasive miracles to set up systemic miracles. So that systemic miracles can keep running. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. God needed to do an invasive miracle. So God invaded the situation. But God now created systemic miracles of day and night. Of seasons. So even though... It is systemic. It is still a miracle. Because there is no man that can bring it to pass. That's why God said to Job, Have you ever commanded the day to come forth? Have you ever done that? I know some people wake up and say they want to command the day. Uh, that's not what that scripture is saying. That's not what he's saying. <laughs> We turn everything to spiritual warfare. <laughs> That's not what he's saying. God is saying, have you ever, since you were born, in other words, these things are systemic, they are miraculous, I put them in place. Have you, look at your body, look at your, your God, when God created man, it was an invasive miracle. Earth, put it together, it created man, formed man in his image. But God created in every man, every one of us, systems to make that miracle stand. 
We have a nervous system, a respiratory system, a digestive system, a skeletal system. (laughs) And on and on and on. And each system is operational by a miracle. How many of you control how you breathe? When you control how you breathe, you are exhausted. That's when you are, you are that's why, then after that you forget. But you keep breathing. How many of you have determined how many times your heart beats today? Let me see your hands up. It's a miracle. I know the world and a lot of teaching too, they don't consider that as a miracle, but it is a miracle. Sleeping and waking up is a miracle. It's a huge miracle. We sleep we are as good as dead. Then we wake up. Then we feel cool. What are we feeling cool for? Really? Shouldn't you hit the floor and, and just begin to roll? Ah! <laughs> you sleep, you wake up. You are still worried. What are you worried for? The worry that did not kill you overnight. Praise the name of the Lord. What are you worried for? There's no reason to worry. The God that can keep me and make me sleep and make me wake up is able to take care of me. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. Yes, he is able. More than able. So, but when there's something wrong with the systemic miracles, God, time and again, needs to do an invasive miracle. So, maybe someone has something wrong with their digestive system, their stomach ache. They need an invasive miracle. They've been to all the doctors, nothing is working. Or, like, he shared his testimony, there was something wrong probably with the skeletal system, with his legs. I don't know, maybe it's a bone issue, maybe it's is a muscle issue, maybe it's a coordination issue, maybe it has to do with the nervous system, maybe it's a combination of systemic faults. But God, in the name of Jesus, invaded the situation and restored the system. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, since then, by the grace of God, he has been working. And he will work until the seed Jesus. <laughs> Since then, he has been walking. What? How do you even walk? To keep balance, they tell you what it takes for you to be able to stand balanced. Your ears, the fluids, everything. In fact, you want to stand up again. <laughs> it's so complex. How does that happen? It's a miracle that we're able to put one leg in front of the other. And we're able to walk. Not only are we able to walk, some of you, you can run very fast. Even at the health walk, we say no running. You were running because you couldn't help it. <laughs> they said it's the competitive genes in you. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so the miraculous. Is with us in an undeniable way on a daily basis. 
on a daily basis. And many times we need to acknowledge the systemic miracles before we can even ask God for an invasive miracle. Many times we've never even fully acknowledged God for the systemic miracles, yet we are banging on his door for an invasive miracle. Now, if you look at the life of Jesus, the miracles Jesus did were, I would say, in four categories. There may be more. Um, they were healing miracles. Number one, you can put healing there. They were, Jesus did healing miracles. He did nature miracles. He did the miracle of raising the dead. It's quite different from healing. That one has crossed <laughs> healing into resurrection. Then he did, did miracles of casting out demons. Okay, so very quickly, who can give an example of each um, that Jesus did? Each healing, nature, raising the dead, and casting out demons. First person that raises the hand will tell us. Who can? Oh yeah, now, come on, this is Bible study. Who wants to go? Yes, there's a hand right there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Good evening, sir. Um, evening. Healing. Uh, Jesus healed the, the eyes of the blind man. Um, blind, okay. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Um, okay. Nature. Jesus caused the fig tree and told it to wither. Okay. He invaded nature because the fig tree actually should um, bought fruits. Um, um, raising up the dead. He raised Lazarus from the dead and a couple of other people. Casting out of demons. You know, there are times when he you won't have to speak to the demons like when he got which into... Which time? Which time? That's uh, what we're asking. Uh, which one? Uh, um, uh, Gennasarine. Sir? I think it's called Gennasarine. Uh, when the he madman of Gennasarine? Yeah, Gennasarine. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and the demons fled from his, okay. his system. Cool. Fantastic. <clears throat> Any, anybody else that can give us a different set? For time, let's go. Anybody? Different set? Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, Elin, um, uh, what's her name now? Name just. Uh, the daughter of uh, Jairus' daughter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nature, when um, he was with uh, Peter and he commanded the fish to, to come together. Right. Um, raising the dead, Lazarus, no. comfort. Uh, you said Lazarus already. <coughs> you didn't say Lazarus. You said Lazarus. Uh, I said Lazarus. Jairus' uh, <laughs> uh, 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 daughter was also... Was not dead yet. <laughs> oh, was dead, was dead, was dead. Actually, was dead, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but somebody else... I think he also said Jairus' daughter for healing. So see another one, see another one. There's another one now, come on. Try, 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 try. Uh, okay, you have tried. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. Anybody else? <laughs> Just yeah, for the last one. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, casting out demons. Raising yes. the dead. Yes. Jesus raised himself <laughs> from dead. <laughs> Technically, he didn't raise himself from dead. <laughs> the Holy Ghost raised him from the dead. So the scriptures say. 
He trusted the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead. He raised um, the son of the widow of Nain. Um, that, okay, so casting out demons, you want to give us that? Um, the, 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 the pigs, that when he cast out the demon from the madman and sent them into the pigs. It's the same example he gave. <laughs> okay, for time, for time, for time. Let's go on. quickly. The first John, the first um, recorded miracle of ministry, recorded miracle of Jesus in John two one to thirteen. John two one to eleven. Now, I assume everybody knows that story. I want to go home and read that story. If you don't know that story, let me see your hands up because I don't want to read it for time. I just want to um, dive straight into this. Okay, good. So we all know the stories. Even the children know the stories. Fantastic. So, it's, it's the story of Jesus turning water into wine. So, we'll just take that story, then, then we'll go on from there. Now, question number one. What do you make of Jesus' reaction when Mary notices the lack of wine? So, what do you make of Jesus' reaction when, when Mary said to him, ah, they don't have wine. Jesus' reaction, in case you, you don't remember, was, woman, what have I got to do with that? What do you make of that? When you read it, what, what you know? <laughs> okay, there's a hand there. So, one, two, quickly. One, sir, yeah. Um, what it means is that something like that probably happened in the house before. Maybe there was a day they were cooking. And there was no rice or no chicken. And there was no oil. came back and just saw that there was chicken in it. Jesus said, Mom, just bring that thing first. Let me just... <laughs> became so. It's possible. It's possible. Because Mary did not even flinch. Yes, sir. Exactly what you were going yes, to say. she must have been doing certain things in the house. And, and, and that, that kind of gave her the confidence. As soon as... What's up now? Sort this out. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, sort it out. Sorry. <laughs> You'll be doing that at home. Okay. Awesome. So, have you ever experienced a miracle in your life? Or this kind of miracle in your life? That is a time when you believed something that was false. That changed into understanding the truth. Like in this case, believing something that was false, that is, let's say, wine. Because this is not fruit juice that Jesus changed. Jesus, it was real wine. And he had some alcohol in it. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, obviously, I'm not saying you should go and be drinking alcohol. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> You know, but God is not obviously passing out and fainting because people are having some wine. You know, have you noticed? Jesus did not faint. If I give them more, the one that was even better than the one they've drank. So, have you had any of such experience when you held a position only for God to do something like, ah, you mean you can do something like this? In spite of my theology. Yeah. 
I remember a story when just after I got married and I went for a checkup and they said I had fibroids and they had all sorts of stories and they were like, oh, you have to do operations. Yeah, I was. I, hadn't, I, I just got married. I don't have children yet and they want to do operations. And when TOD then, it was God who do it again season. So I was like, okay, after everything, I will come back. So after the fasting prayer season, I went back and I saw a different doctor who said, okay, can I examine you before we even pick a date and all of that? And he examined and he was like, no, 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 there's no fibroid, there's nothing. And I know it wasn't that Amen. there was none, but it was that God had changed their truth Amen. To, to the real. Amen. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> he turned your water into wine in the vein. Okay, so the, 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 how does that apply to the question? <clears throat> Something you, you probably thought that you had to do the surgery. Okay, cool. Now, let me, let me give you an example. Okay, there's a hand there. Okay, give her the mic. Um, praise God. Hallelujah. Um, this was... Um, it was before my TOD days, actually. Um, I had gone for, I had felt lumps, and I went for breast lumps, and I went for um, the test, and they checked it. They said it was cancerous, and um, started praying, 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 and then when it was time to go, back to do the surgery. Uh, we ran another test. This was now in the, um, the States. We ran another test and um, we didn't find them. Um, they didn't find any cancer. I had been scheduled Amen. to go for it, actually. We didn't find any cancer anymore. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Turning water into wine. Now, okay, an, an example of messing up theology for me, I mean, was was this, I mean, years ago, I, I, would, I would believe that <clears throat> once somebody, you want me to pray for you for healing, you have to be born again first. Because, you know, <laughs> that was how we were taught, you know. And we, don't, we never really processed it. And I've been in meetings where the power of God just hit. And people that were not even saved blind eyes seen before they gave their life to Jesus. And I'm like, ah, God, this person is not born again. Why are they getting healed? Is it not uh, salvation, then sanctification, then healing? <laughs> that was messed up. You know? But again, that kind of, you know, if you look at <clears throat> Jesus' life, Jesus never really tells anyone to repent before healing. People actually repent out of response to God's goodness. That you can do this for me, I will serve you for the rest of my life. So, I, I mean, that was, that was for me. So, I, after that, I stopped demanding it because it's not scriptural. Praise the name of the Lord. And I changed many other things too. <clears throat> what significance 
do you find in the fact that this is the first miracle Jesus worked? Is it significance? Turning water into wine. What significance is that? Anyone? Does it tell us anything? Does it? Is there second level interpretation? A third level interpretation? Yes, sir. I think it had to do with the fact that the wine later become, it became the representation of his blood. Amen. That's big. Yeah. The wine became his blood. I'm giving you in advance. It also could mean that I have come to give life and to give it abundantly. I've come to turn a sad event into a joyous event. I've come to turn ordinary water into sweetened waters. That is my mission. So anybody that tries to convince you that God wants to punish you, the person is lying. Praise the name of the Lord. Except, of, of course, I mean, you're a son and he's dealing with you, you're taking to a part. That's different. You know? That God wants to build character and use the different thing entirely. But that, that God just want to, you know, the sadist just want to destroy your business or destroy your, your, your family, that's not God. Okay, so we move on very quickly. We can see Jesus' attitude to miracles. I mean, f- through scriptures. I mean, and I, I, I wrote down three. So hopefully, you can add a fourth one. Jesus did not do miracles for personal gain or for financial gain. There was no time Jesus did miracles for financial gain. There was no time. Jesus, number two, did not do miracles to make a name for himself. In fact, many times they would tell the people healed not to tell anyone. Jesus did not do it. They say, oh, now, because of this miracle, now the ministry is going to be known. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I chuckle. Jesus did not do it. Did God use it? Yes, God actually used it. To glorify himself and to magnify the name of Jesus. But that was not his motive. Number three, Jesus actually rebuked miracle seekers. When people come to me and say, show us a sign. You know, Jesus rebuked them. An evil and an adulterous generation seek a sign. And on and on and on. So, can you add another attitude of Jesus to miracles that you notice in scriptures? Anybody? Yes, sir. Keep the hands up until you get a, a mic. Then maybe one more there. Yeah. No, keep, discri- no discrimination. Keep the hands up until you get a card. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> a card. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> I'm used to altar calls. <laughs> yes, sorry. Say it again. No discrimination. He did not discriminate. No discrimination, exactly. As in, can you ex- ex- explain a little bit yeah, further? Irrespective of the person, male or female, male, gentile, female, or Jew, tribe, yeah. gentile, Jew, rich, poor, you know, you know, yeah. Jesus will minister to the poor, he will minister to the rich, he will minister to, admire, to male, to female, he will minister to Samaritans. You know, some people feel that, oh, all sorts of things. You know, I had a, um, 
a friend, we are, I would say, is a missionary, doing a great job, solid missionary. God has called him into the missions field, you know, and, and he, he came to see me sometime, and, you know, were we supporting them? I can't remember. And he, he was like talking down on churches in the city. Bottom line, he was sitting in front of me and he was abusing me, basically. And you people are not doing anything. You just sit down in the city, you're just singing. And we are the one doing the work of the gospel. You know? so, so, so I said to him, I'm sorry. Is the soul of the poor more of more value than the soul of the rich. The same way the soul of the rich is not of more value than the soul of the poor. The soul of the poor is not of more value for the soul than the soul of the rich. Jesus died for everybody. Praise the name of the Lord. So, <clears throat> thank you. Yeah, one more. So, Jesus always places emphasis on how we can walk in miracles every day by replying um, your faith has made you whole yeah. in every miracle. Okay, fantastic. But did you guys hear what she said? Can you say it again? I said Jesus places emphasis on, we, that, uh, on the fact that we can walk in miracles yes. in our daily life. Yes. When he replies with your faith has made you whole. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. So you can feel those, I mean, those two and maybe add your own. So we see that God is a God of miracles. Miracles, right? Miracles there. Deuteronomy 10.21. Deuteronomy 10.21 says, He alone is your God. The only one who is worthy of your praise. The one who has done these mighty miracles that you have seen with your own eyes. God is a God of, of what? I can't hear you. Amen. Next thing is that nothing is too difficult for God. Jeremiah 32 verse 7. Nothing is too difficult for God. I am the Lord. The God of all the peoples of the world. Is there anything too hard for me? Ah. You know, regardless of what you are facing, nothing is too difficult for God. Nothing. And we can see that as all the examples, we've, a lot of the examples we've given and, and from scriptures, that miracles happen through faith in the name of Jesus. Miracles happen through faith in the name of Jesus. You, you heard the testimony of, of um, Pastor Awe. Miracle happens through faith in the name of Jesus. Do you believe, young man? Do you believe in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth? And in Acts 3.16, we see the word of God says, through Faith in the name of Jesus. Through faith in, in what? In the name of Jesus. This man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. 
So God wants you to put your faith in the name of Jesus and through faith in the name of Jesus, work miracles. Do I get an amen? amen. Matthew 17, 20 says to us that you, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told, told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible for you. Whoa. So that dovetails into the next thing. Thought. And that is God wants to empower you to work in the miraculous. God wants to empower. Uh oh. Is, this, is it there already? Uh oh. Okay, that's a scrunchie for you right there. It's a gift for me to you. God wants to empower you to walk in the miraculous. Mark 16, 7 to 20. It says, these signs, this miraculous, I'm going to say miraculous. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. And they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick. And the sick will be healed. These signs will follow who? Jesus wants you to be empowered to work in the miraculous. Thank God for that brother Pastor West's testimony again. You know, sometimes we think, oh, if I can see the man of God, oh, if I can only see pastor, if I can see pastor, no, 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 no. God wants you to say to people, you want to see pastor? And they will say yes. I say, what's the problem? They say that, um, give me one problem. That needs, uh, oh, there's this person that been, has been possessed with demons. And demons is troubling the person. And you say, is that why you want to disturb pastor? Bring the demons here. Bring the guy here. You say, look at me, look at me. In the name of Jesus, get out. And the demons will go. Do you believe that? <laughs> That's what God wants for you. That's what God wants. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> is this? Is demon of you? Wait, let me look for pastor. <laughs> no, 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 no. That can't be God's plan. That can't be God's plan. That can't be God's plan. How many did they say they are? <laughs> Lead your ah, ah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's go and look for Pastor Nina. <laughs> now, the, the point is this. God wants to empower you and 
the, 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 the gap between where you are and, and the, the miraculous, Jesus says, is, is faith. And that faith is not a giant-sized faith. The faith is like what? And faith comes by what? And hearing by? So how do you get this faith that is as small as mustard seed? By hearing the word of God. By the city of today. Listen over and over again. Until you, you know you've caught it. Once you have it, you know you have it. Praise the name of the Lord. In Acts 19, 11, God wants to empower you. Acts 19, 11, the word of God says that God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles when handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people. Guess what happened? They were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were cast out. They were expelled. I'm praying in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and it's happening already. We are hearing amazing testimonies that people will take your garment and when, they, when it touches their body, they will be healed. Do you believe it? So shall it be. So, the miraculous operates through... I'm going to go pray fast now. The miraculous operates through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The miraculous operates through what? The gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts. Now, the gifts of the Holy Spirit can be categorized into three. Number one, you have the ministry gifts. You will see that in 1 Corinthians 12, 27 to 29, Romans 12, 6 to 8, and Ephesians 4, 11. The text is on the screen. The references are on the screen, rather. Ministry gifts. Apostles, evangelists, prophets, pastors, teachers. The second category of the gifts of the Holy Spirit are service gifts. Service gifts. 1 Corinthians 12 27 to 29, Romans 12, 6 to 8, and 1 Peter 4, 8 to 10. Service gifts, and that's the gift of mercy, the gift of leadership, the gift of administration. Everyone that is serving as a worker is operating in service gifts. They clean your, you clean people's seats, for instance, and they sit on that seat, and the problems of 20 years disappears. It's huge. It's huge. Service gift. The Holy Spirit works through, through his gifts. And the third is 
sign gifts. Sign gifts. And they are in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 12. Signs, gift. I wanted to call them miraculous gifts. I'm like, okay, but the whole thing is miraculous. So, signs. These signs shall follow. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 12. Now, we're going to read um, very quickly. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 12 from the King James Version of the Bible. And, and I want you to list the, there are nine sign gifts. Says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all, to profit everyone. Says, for one is given this is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit, to another faith, by the same Spirit, to another the gifts. Can you see plural of healing? There are different gifts of healing. By the same spirit, to another, the working of miracles. By the same spirit, to another, the gift of prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. But all, but all this work at that one and the self-same spirit dividing to every man severally as he wills. For as the body is one and hath many members, all the members of that one body being many are one body. So also is Christ. So I'm sure you have listed the nine gifts. Do we have any questions? Yes, sir. I think that scripture that talks about the faith um, yeah. mustard seed, I think that that's a challenge for a lot of us. How do you know? What do you do? Um, what steps do you take? At what point? Is there a photometer somewhere that you can use to measure your level of faith and where things... Because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people believe when they said they confessed their sins to Jesus Christ that they were saved. Yeah. No biggie. Exactly. But... The minute they say there's somebody, let's go and pray. Ah, say, oh, where's Pastor? <laughs> because for some reason, there's some sort of doubt. Doubt. But even transcending that doubt, at what point? I mean, is you? And because I've been in Christianity for a long time, you hear all kinds of things. Hmm, you're a small boy. Huh. Um, you haven't done X, Y, Z. So you huh. begin to wonder. How exactly or what exactly do you Well, do did Jesus say that you need to do X, Y, Z? He didn't. Now, um, however, you see, I need that photometer too. I think the person that invents it will be a millionaire. <laughs> At least, <laughs> if I had it at home, I would just be checking. 
Okay. It has reached mustard seed. <laughs> but I will say that. You see, mustard seed with, uh, with God is just to tell us that it's not a lot as we think. If we just believe. I think, I think that is it. I, I, I don't think, I mean, there's any other way apart from staying in the world. When you stay in the world, you know. Okay, someone says to you, oh, you're just a small boy. You have not done A, you have just not done B. A lot of those things are just crap because it has nothing to do with God. There are people, I know people that get saved now, receive the Holy Ghost now, start prophesying. Accurately. So what have they done? We have people that get saved now. I've seen this live. Receive the Holy Ghost now. Receive the gift of healing. Lay hands on the sick. Boom. Healed. What have they done? Nothing. It's by faith through grace. It's by grace through faith. So I hope that helps. And when you get the photometer, photometer. Is get one for your pastor. <laughs> so, yes. Good evening, pastor. Good evening. I have a question. How do we differentiate between coincidence and God's confirmation? I, I think first and foremost, don't be, we should not be hung up on coincidences and trying to throw fleeces and making that how God leads us. It cannot be how God leads us. But I haven't said that. Sometimes God confirms things that are prone to be um, a coincidence. You know? That happen to be a coincidence. You know? We must all boil down to as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. How did Abraham recognize the men that came that they were heavenly beings. How? It's, does that mean you should not be checking every man that, that you see? I say, maybe coincidentally I may encounter an angel? No. It all boils down to being led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God says to you, this is going to happen. At times I'm, I'm coming to the office and I'm, I'm, I'm coming and the Holy Spirit is saying, okay, the first person that comes is going to wear this. The second person that comes is going to wear that. The third person that comes is going to wear this. This is what you say to the first person. This is what you say to the second person. And the first person that comes is wearing exactly the same thing. Is that a coincidence? The second person that comes is wearing exactly the same thing. Is that a coincidence? The third person that, that comes, the Holy Ghost says, that one you must not even shake or hug. And that's the one that says, oh, Pastor, can you hug me? <laughs> Maybe it's a coincidence. Now, but, the, but my point is that <coughs> as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God can use coincidences to confirm things, but we cannot be led by coincidences primarily. 
Absolutely not. Thank you. Okay. So we have one, two, three, four. Okay, let's give the numbers again. <clears throat> one, two, three, four, five. Good number. Let's go. Um, sir, um, I struggle with something. I still struggle with it. I believe in the miraculous. I believe God does, and I'm sure you know this bit, but I want to say it maybe to help someone here. I believe the unction on you will help us with the direction. I believe in the miraculous. I've seen times when I pray, and I see things happen immediately. I, I've seen someone in a cab before. I never met a person. It was fuzzy. He said, his head is banging. I said, do you believe in Jesus? He says, anyway, and I prayed. Uber driver, before we got to our destination, he said, wow. Do you believe that the headache is gone? He was telling me now. And I Amen. said, hallelujah. But there are times that we have seen genuine cases where people believe and we prayed and we prayed and it seemed like God didn't see anything. And we prayed. And we prayed. And we prayed. <laughs> it's totally, um, I, struggle, I still you know, struggle with it. Uh, sometimes, sometimes, God needs to let us see that it's not our prayers. And it's so important. You know, I remember, <laughs> I've shared it with you before. Ah, stuff. When you pray, there was one time I said to God, you set me up. <laughs> I'm not going to follow you again. I kid you not. I was in the north and I would, um, I would just go to a place and the spirit would say, okay, go pray. Remove your wristwatch, take a pen, take a book, and I'll be there for hours, as in hours. Every day I'll be on my face. It's an LCCN church for hours, as in, I, I mean, the power of God was, I could, it was real, live. You know, I was like supercharged, day, week, month. Then they said that some guy was dying. I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even ask the Lord if I should go or not. I said, the time has come. <laughs> I kid you not. I kid you not. I, and I wasn't saying it in arrogance. I just felt that God's power was to be demonstrated. Do you understand? So, so I went. And they were crying. I knew the guy. We used to, the tall guy used to teach in the same school, you know, but he was a native, you know, of the place. I told all of them to go out. They should go out like Jesus. <laughs> and I prayed. I prayed. I prayed. And the guy died. I'm like, no. You know, I was even saying, I hope I wasn't the one that sent him because he died very quickly. When I prayed. I prayed. <laughs> I hope I wasn't the one I even sent him to an early grave. <laughs> this anointing that, you know. And, you know, they had to console me out of that place. <laughs> so I was going back. I was like, God, you sent me up. I mean, this is so embarrassing. You should have left me where I was. Why say you will do something when you will not do it? Did I force you to say it? Honestly, I had those conversations with God. I said, I'm not, I'm not doing it again. I'm not going to follow you again. No, isn't God merciful? 
Jesus was with this boy. Come here, my friend. You know. <laughs> so, Pastor Richard, when that happens, I've learned to accept that God is God and I am not. God is God and I am not. I, I, will, I, I have learned to trust that. He knows what I don't know. I mean, that shouldn't even be hard for me to, to think. Doesn't God know what you don't know? He knows what I don't know. And as tough as it may sound, at the end of the day, when we see Jesus, everything will make sense. They may not make sense now. We may look at the, our hours of prayer. We may look at all the sacrifices. We may look at, oh, how come this still happened? But we have to trust God. And by the grace of God, I mean, you, you, you know the story. I always also like to say this because after that experience, you know, God has raised the dead. People are dying. God has brought them back to life. So, it puts me in a place where I'm not even struggling to make it happen. Maybe that's the mustard seed that Jesus was talking about. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not bringing my big faith to make it happen. I'm saying to the Lord, please make this happen. I hope that helps. Number two. Good evening, sir. Good evening. My question is based on the um, section of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now, under the diverse kinds of, of tongues, my question is, praying in tongues, can that be likened also to diverse kinds of tongues? Like, there are some times when you might be led by the Spirit, and then you, you see yourself speaking in different kinds of tongues okay. that are beyond you. And okay. at the same time, as you're praying, the interpretation comes. Is it different from when you're in a congregation and then you're speaking in tongues and someone is interpreting? Yes, it's different. Well, someone is interpreting. It's the same. That is the same. But I thought you meant um, your prayer language, as it were, what it is called, you know. Um, so there's, there's what they call speaking in, there's, there's the gifts of speaking in other, other tongues, and there's a gift of diversities of tongues, diverse kind of tongues, a totally different gift. Other tongues is a gift you can control. That's why in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul was saying to the church, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. You can speak in tongues. I speak in tongues, and I speak in my understanding also. But this gift listed in 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 12, are gifts that are given spontaneously by the Holy Spirit. We don't control those. So it can give you a tongue and it can give somebody else an interpretation. It can give you a prophecy. People that say that, oh, let me prophesy to you and they, they are prophesying, it's very, very suspicious. Because you can't prophesy operating that gift. At, I know there are prophets, there are office of the prophets. And there are not many people that really operate in the office of the prophet. The, the people that operate in the office of the prophet can 
engage and, 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 and stir up prophecy. I understand that. But the ones listed here are stirred up by the Holy Spirit as he wills, if you read it, as he wills. So, diverse kind of tongues, yes, interpretation of tongues. Does that help? No, 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 if you have any, go ahead. Okay, so how do one know the difference? <laughs> reason of use. By reason of use. By reason of use. The more you walk with the Lord, the more it becomes second nature. By reason of use. Same thing with discernment of spirits. By reason of use. By reason of all the gifts. By reason of use. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Number three. Good evening, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. My question is, um, the scripture we just read said um, that the Holy Spirit gives different kinds of gifts. You know, it's possible for someone to maintain more than one to two gifts. And, gift, and um, it, uh, yes, I mean, if, it's, if, can it be taken away? And how, if you have more than one to three, how can you maintain it so, you know, sustain it? So? Okay. I mean, I wouldn't use maintain I will use operate in more than one. Yeah, can please the Lord too. I mean, why not? You know, and if you re, if you if you if your work with God is very active, this is okay. Maybe I shouldn't use my own personal experience. Sometimes I use my personal experience, and I feel God rebuking me that that is not the case everywhere. But in my experience, in my life. At different times, I've seen all the gifts manifest. At different times. In this season, there are different ones that have been emphasized. In different seasons, there are different ones that are going to be emphasized. Do you understand? So, it's for me to now say, oh, this has been emphasized. This is my own. Just flow with God. Let, him, let his will be done. Let him do what he wants to do. Now... We talked about ministry gifts. In each of those ministry gifts, there are sign gifts that accompany the ministry gifts. And those sign gifts are more reoccurrent in those ministry gifts. For instance, the ministry gift of the evangelist, you find out that evangelism and evangelists usually have working of miracles and faith. Oh, it's profound. People that are, have evangelistic calls, huge working of miracles and faith, and some form of healings. The prophets, I'm talking about the false prophets, because that word has been bastardized. The prophets, they will have word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discernment of spirits, prophecy. Sometimes they will have interpretation of tongues. Pastors, a pastor must have discernment of spirit, otherwise he's on a suicide mission. Do you understand? So, those different ministry gifts have different gifts emphasized and appear to be resident. So, 
can God take gifts away? You ask that question also. I would say yes and no. Technically not. Because the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Technically not. <laughs> this is a level zoo. Do we have time for this? Are you ready? You are ready? So, <clears throat> so, technically not. That's why you, you, you can see people, they will still operate the gifts of God. And it's pure. It's God's gift. It's a different thing entirely. However, it's a dangerous place to be. Why I said yes also is because God is sovereign. And he can restrict and withdraw anything he wants to withdraw. And nobody can ask him. Do you understand? Good. Yeah. Praise Number, the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. My question has been answered. Um, was okay. similar to Pastor Richard's question. Okay. Um, God has boldly said that there's nothing impossible for him to do. And oh. so sometimes when um, you think you actually believe God and you don't get the responses... And um, another thing I would like you to talk about is we say that God works with, with us instantly, silently, and um, completely. completely. Yeah. So uh, because sometimes you've actually asked God for something and you don't get it immediately, it kind of, it kind of makes you feel that God mind. should <laughs> will normally do things silently. So you don't want to ask for those instant ones because might just not get it. So, even though you, you've kind of answered the question, I don't know if there's any other thing you yeah, can yeah, add yeah, to Yeah, 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 I could. I mean, um, since you know that God can do it silently, and that means it's sometimes without noise and can take it, it can take time, um, you wait. However, you see, I think I've shared this before. The God of services, I was going to scrap it. Years ago, in fact, the very first one, I was in my office, I was sitting on the floor. This is 15 years ago. No? 12 years ago. I can't remember. 12, 13 years ago, yeah. I was sitting on the floor. I was seeking God's face. And all of a sudden, it must be the enemy. I had a huge mind attack. And that was, why are you deceiving people? You know, and if there's something that I, I really hate is hypocrisy. I mean, maybe that's why the enemy came on that line. I hate hypocrisy with a passion. I think that's one sin that Jesus could not stand. Jesus can stand adulterers, can stand even murderers. Jesus cannot stand hypocrites. Are there a lot of hypocrites in church? So I, I, I hate hypocrisy. I don't want to be associated with hypocrisy. So the thought was very strong. Why are you deceiving people? You know, is he everybody that will be healed? You said God will do it again. What if he doesn't? You know, I, I was like, so I was going to call it off. Because I'm like, I don't want to deceive anybody. And he was giving me examples of this person did not get healed. That person did not get healed. This person did not get healed. 
almost writing it off. Then the Holy Spirit, you know, when they say that the Holy Spirit came and um, uh, angels came and ministered and strengthened Jesus, I kind of have an idea of what that meant. Then the Holy Spirit just walked into the room and showed me and strengthened me and said, this person got healed. That person got healed. That person got healed. That person got healed. And I could see that for everyone that, I won't even say didn't get it, is awaiting their healing. There were about seven or eight that God had already healed. So why was the enemy making me focus on the ones that, it's not that they are not important. They are important. We keep believing God. But why can't we celebrate the ones that God is is doing? Praise the name of the Lord. So that I still struggle a little bit, but I mean, God really helps me overcome it. Because again, approaching every God ruling service, the burden of my heart is. <laughs> let's go there. Yeah. Because I can begin to cry, so you don't want me to cry. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Praise Hello. the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, pastor, I'd like you to um, comment on, you said something about um, any pastor without the spirit of discernment is on a suicide mission. You're right. Now, I want you to comment on a situation whereby I, I see a lot of pastors when they want to cast out demons, they will like, and that uh, they will give the demon or the person being possessed the opportunity to speak. And I'm like, the person is saying, we are five, we are three, and this is de- the devil. Lying. The father of lies. Father and of and lies. we are believing that there are five. What if he's just trying to tell you we are five? So that you pray for five and there are 20. <laughs> so um, sometimes I get confused because uh, I, I wanted to comment on that. Thing. Okay, well, I mean, with all due respect to them, and, and, uh, and I'm sure they mean well and they want to serve God, but they are hugely ignorant, you know. I mean, they are, they are misguided, you know. Really. So you don't negotiate with demons. You don't I don't need I don't need you to tell me how many you are. If it is important for me to know, the Holy Spirit will tell me. But one thing you must know in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get out of that body. That's it. That's it. So um does that help? Okay. I mean, aren't you expecting this miraculous already? It's here already. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. I want to pray even before we get into that commit section. Um, let's, pray for, let's pray for ourselves. Let's, let's just talk to God. If you're here, you're, you're like, um, Father, here I am. I don't even know Jesus. I used to be born again. I backstayed in. You're talking about the miraculous. I want to be a part. I want to partake of this miraculous. But I need to come to God. Pastor, can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. You want to get born again or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus? Put, your, put up your hands over your head and I'll pray with you wherever you are seated. You don't need to come forward. Put it up and I'll pray with you right there. If I put it up, put it up well. Over your head. Over your head. So God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. Keep the, keep the hands up. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. you know, God bless you my brother over there. Keep the hands up. God bless you, my brother. No, no. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> we don't know. Uh, 
if you are worshiping, try, try not to. If you are worshiping, put up your two hands, not one hand. But if you want to surrender to Jesus, put up one hand. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. God bless you, my sister. Thank you. And, and, and you can put down the hand once you have the card. God bless you, my sister. Can, can put down your hand. God bless you, sir. God bless you. You can put down your hand. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. You can put down your hand once you have the card and, um, and just talk to God. Father, we, we thank you for, for your power. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for, for the miraculous. Thank you. Accept our thanks in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for everyone that is surrendering to you. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you deliver them totally from the powers of darkness, from the power of sin and Satan, and translate them into the kingdom of your dear son. Lord, every one of us here, Lord, help us to be open to the miraculous. Help us to unleash our gifts to the praise and glory of your name. Honor and glory will be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's pray together for the Lord for his kindness and his mercy. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Because I'm a tassie and they were for shot there. But the case